Good evening. And thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthard. This is Suffering in Silence. I got live and in the studio, Pastor Bill Kearney, a senior pastor of Covenant Family Ministry here in York. Senior pastor there and also president of the Black Ministers Association here in York. And we're so glad to have you with us on tonight. Uh, to my brother from another mother, Kevin, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. God bless you, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well, Doc. How are you, man? <laughs> you know, man, I tell you what, man. I always say now, man, if you can't tell, I must be slipping. <laughs> Doc, I know you're not slipping, so you must be blessed, man. I'm blessed. I won't blessed. complain. I Listen, won't complain. Doc, we, we, we old school today, man. We got you on the telephone line. The microphone is tripping, man. But we're going to do this thing the way we know how to do it, and we'll, we'll catch you on the back end. Listen, man, I want to give you a shout-out to the GMAP1 uh, broadcasting network, the number one motivational, inspirational platform on the planet. This is my executive producer, Kevin Strouder, the one and only CEO Amen. of GMAP <laughs> One Productions. Thank you so much for what you do for us, Pastor Strouder. Bless, bless you, man. It's always an honor, a privilege, and a blessing, man. I'm honored to be here. I'm grateful to provide what it is that we do to people around the world. Uh, currently being heard on 11 platforms, we are in over 160 countries. And we are grateful to say that we are just coming back from being nominated for our fourth straight stellar award. And that is nothing but God. So we're blessed, man. And we are honored because we can present programs such as suffering and silence. People are vibing. People are talking about this program, man. So all I can say is by the grace of God, Dr. Waltower, keep doing what you're doing. God bless you, brother. God, we thank we thank you, man, for all that you do here on GMAP1 and across the world, man. And congratulations on four straight stellar awards, man. God is good. Amen. And we're so glad to be connected to you, even as you are connected to the kingdom. Thank God for you, my brother from another mother, man. Continue to be blessed and hold down Chi-Town. Amen. Don't going to do the best I can every chance <laughs> I get, as long Bless as you, I man. can. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, my friend. Listen, we got here in our studio Pastor Bill Kearney. He is the senior pastor of Covenant Family Ministries. This is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthire, and we're so grateful to have you tuning in with us on tonight as we have a general conversation about mental health, depression, anxiety, uh, suicide, and more, even as it affects the body of Christ and beyond. Uh, we got here Pastor Kearney. He is the president of the Black Ministers Association here in York, Pennsylvania, and we're going to let him introduce himself, give us a little bit about himself, his ministry, uh, and and uh, the love of his life, uh, the co-pastor of Covenant Family Ministries, Pastor Kearney. Good evening, uh, Larry, Dr. Larry, and thank you so much, man, for having us here on your on your program tonight. Uh, it's truly a blessing, man, and we have known you uh, since you arrived in York, man. Yeah, man. You're a go-getter, man, and <laughs> you're a people's person, man, and you're a community's per a, a person, man. And that's what we like about your ministry, man. You reach out to the community, and that's where it's at. Amen. Uh, let me Amen. tell you a little bit about myself, man. Uh, I'm also uh, more of an evangelist at heart. Amen. Uh, I, I love people, man. Yes, sir. I love what Jesus loves. Yeah. Jesus loved people, man. And so my ministry got started, and uh, basically uh, I was submitted to a, an apostle, and I need to mention my, my father in the gospel, 
my father in the gospel's name is Apostle C.L. Woods. Okay. All right. Um, he's originally from Louisville, Kentucky. His ministry now is, is located in, in Pittsburgh, but he travels all over the nation, man, uh, teaching, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's a good friend of my, my wife, uh, co-pastor uh, Georgetta Kearney, and I, yes, I do want to honor her tonight. Amen. Uh, she's a great woman of God, been saved since uh, uh, she come out of her mother's womb. No, oh, man. Yeah, man. No, Doc. That I thought was, that was only John the Baptist and Jesus. Man, <laughs> close, man. Speaking in tongues. Oh, man. man. But you know what? Uh, God has a purpose and a plan for all of our lives. Yes, man. sir. And the fact of the matter is, he knew exactly, exactly what I needed as a, as a help me. Yes, sir. As a spouse, uh, as, as someone for my spouse. Coming from the world. I haven't been saved all my life, as you well know. Yes, sir, man. We, we haven't been saved all no, my man. life. You Lord found us way back when. Yeah, God blessed me and graced me with the opportunity to to be out in the world, gain some experience of the world, see what it was like in the world, always kept his divine and hand of protection around me because I could have been dead yes, sir, man. a number of times. But God's grace his provision for my life. He had a purpose and a plan. So he, he brought me back to my home church to where I was first introduced to, to the church environment. Wow. Uh, as a, a man that had graduated from college, uh, and I need to uh, mention this because it's, it's part of my, uh, uh, my foundation in, 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 in holiness. I had a fraternity brother uh, by the name of Michael Stanley. He had went on. He has went on since to, to go be with the Lord. All right. But he always invited me to come to church, man. We were fraternity brothers, and he always extended that invitation to me to come to church. Wow. And you know, as, as a worldly guy, I always put him off. I always put him off. I said, "I'll come next Sunday, or I'll come." I'll come to this service, and, and I never show up. But something in my spirit always said I was doing the wrong thing, and I needed to go. Wow. Well, one Sunday, one watch night service. Watch night service is that New Year's Eve service that most churches have. I decided to go to a watch night service to get this guy, my fraternity brother, off my back. <laughs> I figured I'd go and I could still hang out later that night. Later that night. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. You know how we do. I know how it does. So I went to watch night service, Dr. Larry, and man, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. I found myself sitting in the back because I guess the service was too long. I was just going to slip out. I found myself intent on listening to the gospel, the word of God. My God. God's word will do what it says it will do. Yes, sir. That night, brother, I found myself, as the altar call was being made, I found myself tears streaming down my face. My God. Me walking up the aisle to the altar to give my life to the Lord. Wow. Now, I have done this. I have given my life to the Lord a number of times. But this time but it's different. this time, it was different. This was the church that I grew up in as a child. Didn't know that. 
grew up as a child. This is the church that my mother got got saved in and buried there wow. from. This was a church that my my grandmother uh, attended and was a mother of the church and 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 was buried from. The the pastor's name was Bishop F. M. Thomas. I got a great a great man of God. He was my foundational teacher. He saved me. He preached the word that night. I got saved through the gospel. Got baptized that night, brother. Wow. I've been walking. This was back in 1984. And been walking with him. I've been walking with the Lord since 1984. Man, to God be the glory. What a powerful testimony. Yeah, man. God is faithful, man. God is faithful. God is faithful. And that's why I met my wife. In church. in church. In church. And still in church. And still in church. What you say, man? Oh, what man. you say? Talk about it, man. So we were we we uh, were serving. We came from Pittsburgh. We're originally from Pittsburgh. Oh, right. part of the state. God had a plan for us here in Central PA. And we had no idea it was gonna happen this way. Wow. We received a prophecy from we were attending Apostle Steel Woods visiting him from Pittsburgh. He was in Lancaster. We were visiting him. Uh, on a on a weekend, and we attended church one Sunday morning, and we stayed for the evening service. Wow. A, a prophet evangelist from Louisiana by the name of Joel, Reggie Jules, Reggie Jules from Louisiana, prophesied into our life, uh, my wife and your wife, my wife's life, yeah. He didn't know us. He was, a matter of fact, he was just passing through that, that church. Wow. He wasn't even supposed to, supposed to preach that that evening, but the Apostle Woods allowed him to preach. He called us up. He didn't know we was a member of this church or not, because he was just visiting. We were just visiting like he was. But he spoke into our life and said that God was calling us to this ministry and that we was going to be serving under this ministry. Wow. Our church was in Pittsburgh. Wow. Our, our, our job was in Pittsburgh. Our families was in Pittsburgh. And the Lord brought it to pass. And the Lord brought it to pass. Wow. Step of faith. Every step of faith, every move that we made was led by the Holy Spirit. My God. Doors opened up. Listen, listen. And I'll say this publicly. I I tell people close to me about it, but this is probably the first time that I'm saying it publicly. I wasn't even on the civil service list to get the job that I had. Wow. They called me in for the interview, and I wasn't even on the list. And when they interviewed me without being on the list, and God made the job uh, uh, a possibility come to pass, I wasn't even the first person that they they chose for the position. Look at God. God moved the person out of the way after they accepted it. She changed her mind, didn't take the job. They called me for the position. They knew, God knew that this is where I was supposed to. And that's how you got the sense of and ended up at the church for the man prophesied that you would be. That I would be. Wow, man, when God's in the plan, he's in the plan. Listen, for those who are listening, this is Suffering Against Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour. We have here with us live and in person, Pastor uh, William Kearney. He's the senior pastor of the Covenant Family Ministries. And we're having candid conversation. He's also the president of uh, our Black Ministers Association here in York, the BMA, doing a great work here in the community for community engagement, even as we are having this conversation about mental health and depression. 
not only in the body of Christ, but in life itself. And uh, this conversation comes on the backside of a, of a book. Of course, I am a survivor of depression, and I understand the pitfalls, the, uh, the, 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 the plot, uh, and the ploys of the enemy. And we want you to know tonight uh, that if you're struggling in life, dealing with depression, you don't have to suffer in silence. Uh, Pastor, I know you've been pastoring many years, and you are the uh, uh, president of the BMA, and we work very closely here in York to really talk about systemic challenges and hopelessness. And I, I think that is a leading factor to this epidemic called depression. Uh, talk, talk to our listening audience a little bit about the hopelessness that people feel many times in the church, sitting in the pews, and, and yet in a, in a place of hopelessness. Uh, talk to that a little bit. That is, that is a great topic, uh, Dr. Larry. Uh, Dr. Walter, that is a great topic because it's a real topic, man. The fact of the matter is our churches are in crisis, man. We have people sitting, as you stated, right in the pews that are battling mental illness, mental depression, mental suppression. Mm. There are things, man, that are going on in people's lives, man, and we have the answer, spiritually, Jesus. But... Some people need to know, no, it, it, you know, Jesus can heal you, and we believe in healing because that was taken care of at Calvary. Yes, sir. But they're still sitting in a church bound. Bound. Bound because they, they, they choose, first of all, they choose to be there. They choose to be in that place. Pastor Brenda Woods used to always tell us, and I didn't catch this at first. She would say it a number of times until I finally caught it. People are in places. Wow. People are in places. It's up to us as leaders of the church to recognize the places that people are in and help them get out of those places. We have to see life. Have to speak like where they are, right where they are. We have to pray them through. We have to intercede for them. And if they're born again, we need to supplicate for them. Mm. Timothy talks about interceding and supplicating. Now, now talk a little bit about that because many people might not realize there's a distinction. There's a distinction. So, so help us understand the distinction. When we intercede, we bridge the gap. Wow. People can't can get through to God because they, they don't have a relationship with him. So we need to be that bridge. We're connecting, We're connecting them, them with the divine. With the divine. That's interceding. When we supplicate for the saints, notice, it's supplicating for the saints. You're already born again. You're already saved. You're already filled with the Holy Ghost. You already know and have a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you're in a place you can't get through. My goodness. You can't get a prayer. You're in such a bad situation. Bondage. Bondage. That we need to supplicate for you. As believers. As believers and stand in the gospel. So, so, so supplication is believers believing for believers. There you go. That's a good way of putting it, Dr. Walker. 
We're believing God. We're believing God for the believers through prayer. My God, talk about it, man. And interceding is that the believer is going to God on behalf of somebody, somebody who might not know him. Don't have a relationship. Don't have a relationship. Get through the process because it's a personal relationship for you. So now, now you mentioned about choices, and and the Bible talks about uh, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. It talks about let this mind be in you. It's also in Christ Jesus. And and we've had some candid conversations. Uh, we we preach almost every Sunday to people who've lost hope. And, and many times they're coming to church, it's just a routine because it's what they've always done on Sunday. You know, um, you, you mentioned something earlier about choices. Um, what about that person um, who who don't know? How would you, how would you, because you're saying some good stuff about supplicating and, 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 and as a matter of fact, that's exactly what the church did for Peter in Acts 12. The whole church came together and supplicated for Peter. Peter was released. He, he was free from bondage. So, so are you saying that if believers came together and believed God for other believers who could not believe God for themselves, that, they will, that God will make a way to release them from that bondage? So, so could it be, Pastor, that people are still in bondage because the saints aren't praying? Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Here it is. We have a... Wow. The Bible says that the form of God in you denies of Well, currently right now, uh, Pastor or Dr. Waltower, there is uh, someone there, uh, area code 717, uh, actually two of them from area code 717, and the last four digits of their phone number is 7014, and the other one is 1948. 
Just want to let them okay. know that they are live, and if they would like to speak on the uh, program on this evening, they are more than welcome to. If not, we will go ahead and continue to move forward as planned. I say, right. bless, I say bless the Lord for the program, and I will be listening, and I will spread the word, because we all need the Lord. Amen. Could you identify yourself? My name is Linnell Graham. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm blessed and grateful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for tuning in on tonight. Uh, we're so grateful to have you on Suffering in Silence, uh, to be a part of this conversation on mental health, depression, suicide, and having the victory to overcome. So thank you so much. Do you have a question or a comment that you would like to share? I would just like to say, if people just trust in the Lord, just listening for his voice, they will get an answer. Amen. Thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. Pastor Tony. Thank you, Linnell. (laughs) We're making some headway on tonight. I think think this is a friendly voice on the other side of the line here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, this one of your workers? Oh, man, she's tuning in, listening to you, calling in. Man, you're making a difference. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Be blessed. Be blessed. So, Pastor, you were saying about uh, uh, about the, pray- the, the the prayers of the righteous. The Bible talks about the prayers of the righteous availeth much, and 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 supplicating is believers believing God for other believers who can't believe for themselves, and and we see demonstrations of that in Scripture, Acts twelve. Um, go- going back to that uh, that that model, that biblical model of supplicating. What do you think the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, kingdomites, I like to refer to us as kingdomites. Uh, I know we are Christians, but we're, we're kingdomites. We're part of another kingdom. What should we as kingdomites be doing to turn this wheel of, of, of oppression from the spirit of depression? Well, good question, Bob. And um, I'm not a, a medical doctor, but I am a, a, a person that is skilled filled with God's presence and filled with his spirit. And I, I can speak from that perspective. Um, I believe, man, um, we as a, as a church, as a body, first of all, we have to be on one accord. In the early church, the early church in Acts, the people were on one accord. And when they were on one accord, man, they saw mighty, mighty acts of God happen. First of all, when they were on one accord, thousands of people came and were saved. Holy Spirit fell. Holy Spirit fell. They were on one accord. The presence of God was there. They saw signs and wonders following all the time. They didn't hope to see a miracle. Miracles were performed daily. People were healed. People were delivered. Key, key, we as kingdomites, as you would call it, need to come together in unity and be on one accord. Wow. That's why our platform with the BMA is unity in the spirit, endeavoring endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, bringing the churches 
together so that we can function and be on one accord and address the concerns of our community. Let's face it. Let's face it. People are looking at the church. And people are in crisis. People, people are, are in crisis. crisis, man. People are in crisis. And, and they've lived it, and, and many of them have given up on the church. They've given up on it. But that's scriptural. Many will fall away. Fall yeah. away. Yeah. In the yeah. last days, yeah. many will fall away. Our job as kingdom builders is not to move from the gospel, but we need to amplify the gospel by our life. If people are looking at the church, they're only looking at the church how? Through natural eyes, not spiritual eyes. They can't see spiritual things. The Bible says, except the man be born again, they can't even see kingdom stuff. They can't even receive kingdom stuff. Exactly. They can't see spiritual things. So our job, our job is to help them see spiritual things. Stop looking at things through the natural. People, but the only way we're going to do that is if the church comes together and be the church. Amen. For those who are watching, for, sorry, for those who are listening in, uh, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthire, uh, and we have here with us tonight Pastor William, we call him Bill Kearney, Senior Pastor of the Covenant, Ministry, Covenant Family Ministries here uh, in York, Pennsylvania, as well as President for the uh, BMA, uh, the Black Ministers Association. Uh, if you would like to call in tonight and have your voice heard and be a part of this conversation, you can dial 302-202-1110. 302-202-1110. And when you are connected, uh, uh, dial the access code 538-661, 538-661. And we will be able to hear from you, and you'll be able to be a part of this live conversation, Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter, talking live and in part person, Pastor Bill Kearney. Uh, Pastor, uh, as pastors, we, we deal with depression. Uh, um, in our own lives, as, as ministers of the gospel, ministering the gospel does not exempt us from being attacked by what I, I believe is not just depression, but I believe depression is a spirit. Yeah. yeah. And I believe depression is a spirit that uses depression as a means to an end. Uh, those on this broadcast will oftentimes hear me refer to Isaiah 63, 61 and 3, where God says, I will give you the garment of praise for the spirit. The spirit of heaviness or depression. So, so depression is a spirit, and, and you can't fight a spirit with natural means. The, the only way we can overcome a spiritual warfare, a spiritual attack, is through the Word of God. And I know as, as a pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've had your bouts with depressing moments, uh, depressing situations. Uh, is there anything you would like to share with us? Uh, I, I know for those who are listening, uh, I, I had my five-year with depression, uh, felt like uh, throwing, throwing in the towel, uh, thought about committing suicide, uh, came, came very close to committing suicide. And those who hear me preach now always ask the question, why are you so passionate about your preaching? Because you don't know what I've been through. I, I, I've been to the point where I almost wasn't here to preach. And so I thank God for, for delivering me and, and bringing me to a place of healness, healing as I go to a place of wholeness. But would you like to share some of the challenges that you may have, uh, have 
thought and uh, and to share with our with our listening audience. Yeah. Um, Dr. Walton, that's that's a real those are real live situations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We read a book and I can't recall the author's name, but it says feelings very never die. Wow. Feelings very never die. Feelings that are buried alive never never die. die. Wow. And feelings are for real. Depression is real. Yes, sir. And we try to we're not I don't believe that we really understand depression as it attacks a person, we see symptoms of it. We see the symptoms. For instance, myself. Let me, let me talk about myself. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to There's been many times that I have been depressed. There's been many times that I have felt the spirit of depression. Okay. I have felt the spirit of depression upon my life. But, you know, because I'm filled with God's spirit and because I know him and have a relationship with him and I have the word because the word works, I've gone directly to the Lord. I've gone directly to the Lord, and I've dealt with this thing called depression through the Word, through fasting, through praying, through my wife, through mm. my wife praying for me. Wow. That's another, that's another area uh, of depression that we have to recognize. Sometimes, as we said, and we talked about it earlier, supplication. Yes, sir. You can't pray for me. You can't get a prayer for you. But my wife, who is my helpmate, she can, she always seems to get a prayer through. <laughs> well, you did say she was saved from the womb, Doc. That's yeah. what you said. No question about it. My wife is my best friend, and she knows me. She knows when I'm up. She knows when I'm down. Speaking about sometimes when I've been up, there's been many times that I didn't feel like preaching. Many times I didn't feel like coming to church. Come on. How would, it, how would it look like? What would it look like, Dr. Walter, if the pastor don't come to church? What you say, man? We got to come to church every Sunday. I thought I was the only one that felt that way, man. man. We got to come to church every Bible study. How can we quit? What, what will the people say if we quit? What hope would they have if we quit? And that's what keeps me going through those times when depression, that spirit comes upon me, God impresses upon me, what about my people? Wow. What about my people? What is my people going to say? God put us in a position to lead people. Not saying that the depression in that, in that spirit that comes upon you is not real. It is. 
But I believe because we are pastors, I believe because we are called, I believe because God saw something in us to lead his people, we have a greater, greater responsibility to believe what we preach. Wow. If we believe the word that we preach, we have to live it. So now, as as pastors and as pulpiteers, yes, sir. Um, do you think it is wise for us to have accountability partners? Oh, no question about People it. in our lives that can talk to us without the title, with, without pastor attached or doctor attached. But uh, I know in my life, I got some brothers that can just say lad. You know, they don't they don't care about the Reverend Doctor. They, they're not impressed with that, and I've given them license. You know, to have that type of relationship, um, you think pastors should should have those type of voices in their lives? Doctor Walter, you need somebody to tell you when you stink. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't say that on GMAP, boy. Yes, you didn't they, say it. Yes, you need to, you need someone to be able to tell you, brother. I think you're smelling yourself. You didn't say that. You did not say that on GMAP one broadcasting network. If we don't have somebody to tell me to tell us when we're off, then we're not being a hundred. I heard you say on your other podcast about being one hundred, keeping it one hundred, keeping it one hundred, being transparent. Listen, people see unrealness. People, that spirit of deception is real, just like that spirit of, of depression. Those other spirits that, that that bound people, that spirit of deception that the devil comes and uses because he's the father of all lies, he's the father of deception, will creep into a past, especially a leader, especially a leader. So we need someone to keep us accountable, Larry. We need someone to keep us humble. We need someone to keep us walking in integrity and help us keep those character flaws to a minimum. We're going to have some character flaws because we're not perfect. Now, now I got a question because a lot of times in the body of Christ, and I believe the enemy uses um, our shortcomings really? um, to, to accuse us before God uh, in the form of self-guilt. Yes, sir. That if if I if I if I fall short, yes, if sir. I did something I wasn't supposed to do, yes, if sir. I sinned, yes, sir. now the enemy starts playing in my mind. I'm not saved, or yes, you, sir. you, and that can lead to depression. Yes, sir. Where people begin to just beat themselves up and stay, yeah, in a a place of defeat. How would you? Um, and this is a worldwide platform. I'm sure I mean, we got people dialing in. Uh, and for those of you who like to dial in, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. We have uh, Pastor Bill Kearney uh, here with us. We're having a very candid conversation uh, about overcoming the spirit of depression, uh, anxiety, suicide, mental health, and the body of Christ. If you would like to call in to be a part of this conversation, you can call in at 302-202-1110, 302-202-1110. And when you are dialed on, uh, hit the access code five three eight six six one, and we would have to, we would love to have your voice to be a part of this conversation. Uh, Pastor, you were talking about 
how the enemy uses deception. And many times in my counseling, I have to really counsel people out of self-guilt, you know, where they, they've done something and they're so guilty where they feel like they're not saved or they feel like, you know, God don't love them or they feel like, you know, they wouldn't go out in the world or, you know, and it, it, it can become a, a place where their lives begin to unravel. How, how would you speak to that person that might be at that place right now? That's a good, again, that's a good question. Boy, you got good questions tonight, man. You must, boy, you must really keep these things on a path. That's a good question, Dr. Walter. Let me address it like this. If we understand, Calvin, if we understand the work of Jesus Christ, Talk about it, man. And what Jesus has done for not just the church, not just for, for, for the saved, but what Jesus has done for the world. He said he died for the world. That means saint and sinner. If we understand that and we build that relationship with him and we have a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then we have to understand that we're already forgiven. Doc, say, 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 say that again, Doc. What, what, you, what, you want to say that again? Yes, sir. They, they may not have caught that. Yeah, they, they may not. It's not a one-over or two people say it. You might, you, you might want to revisit that. What we have to understand, Dr. Walter, is that we are forgiven people. Jesus paid the price for past, present, future sins. No matter what you do. Now, it's not a license to sin, and I tell my people this all the time. Right, right. We choose to sin. Right. We don't have to sin. Right. So when we do miss it, and we will. Yes, we will. All of us. When we will. And the adversary, Satan, is the accuser of the brethren. He's going to do it, especially leaders. He's going to try to bring your past up. He's going to try to bring your shortcomings up. He's going to bring your, your character flaws up. When he does do that, we remind him of his future. My God. We remind him where he's going to end up at. We remind him that we are victorious through Christ Jesus. So no matter what we do, we got to remember the word of God. That's why, that's why the Bible is clear about the word being in, in us. So when times come, when difficulties come, because it's going to come. When trials come, when adversity comes, we can endure with patience so that we can receive all the promises that God has for us. Wow. You know, in, in St. John 10 and 10, Jesus talks about the thief. Yes. And he says, the yes. thief cometh not but to steal, kill, yes. and destroy. Yes. But I am come. Oh that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, sir. Uh, talk a little bit to that, Doc. I would like your, your, your insight on, on the thief. Let's because see. depression is a tool. It's a tool. That, that the enemy, the spirit of depression, is a spirit from the adversary. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that assignment is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, sir. Rob you of the abundance okay. and the life that God wants you to have. Yeah. Uh, I would like to hear, hear you uh, talk, talk talk to our audience a little bit more about the thief. 
I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. This is Suffering in Silence. We are here live and uh, have with us in our studio uh, Pastor Bill Kearney. He is the senior pastor of the Covenant Family Ministries here in York, Pennsylvania, also the uh, president of the uh, Black Ministers Association. And we're talking about a candid conversation about mental health, uh, overcoming depression and anxiety, and so many other things that have uh, gripped the body of Christ uh, across denominational lines. Uh, depression does not care if you are Church of God in Christ, Baptist, Independent, Catholic, uh, Presbyterian, uh, 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 Episcopalian, does not care um, who you are. Uh, that, that spirit is a attack from the enemy. Yeah. But you've got to know that greater is he that's in you yeah. than he that's in the world. And we're having a very candid conversation tonight about depression, uh, in the body of Christ. If you want to be a part of this conversation, feel free to call us. Uh, area code 302 uh, 202 uh, And when you dial in, uh, hit the access code 538661. And we will uh, uh, try to uh, make you a part of this conversation. Again, uh, that, that number is 302 202 uh, Access code 538661. Uh, we're so grateful to have with us Pastor Bill Kearney in our studio here tonight talking about suffering in silence. Uh, Doc, uh, 
I, I believe that so many people uh, in the body of Christ included yeah. have have lost hope uh, because they, they they seem it seems as if things are not going to get better, uh, as if the domino effect, almost the Charlie Brown syndrome. Uh, why is everybody always picking on me? Yeah. What can go wrong? Uh, will go wrong? And they live under that plateau of expecting yeah. Yeah. bad things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That their mind has been so conditioned um, that their expectation is that if something good comes, I don't deserve it. And, and, and that too is a part of that, that spirit of depression and deception. And deception. Faith is now 
And as I stated, that confident assurance that something is going to take place. Hope, on the other hand, is something that we hope. Futuristic. Futuristic. So, so faith operates in the present. In the present. Now. 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 And it, and it, it can be connected to what God has done in the past. Yes. Yes. It and, can and, be. And his track record. Yes. In the past helps me at a place in the now. In the now. Yes. But my hope reaches from the now into the future. Into the future. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I, I like that. That's 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 good. That's good. This is a good conversation yeah. because there's some people out there that's lost hope, lost hope and don't know how to exercise faith. Yeah, because they lost their hope. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. No, that's good. You 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 said something. So that person that is in that place. Whatever that place may be, you talk about people are in places. Yeah. Reach out beyond this microphone to that place and talk to that person in that place. The first thing I would do, do Larry, is to remind them who they are in Christ. We have people, and I've heard this term used, and we do this a lot at Covenant Family Ministries. We celebrate people. We don't just tolerate people. We edify them. We encourage them. We build them up with the word. We prophesy into their life. And prophecy comes to edify, encourage, and comfort. That's what prophecy is. When we we speak, we affirm what the word says about a person in Christ Jesus. We have affirmations. We speak affirmations all the time. We build up. We build people up. And more of that needs to take place in the church today. Body of Christ. The body of Christ today. We need to build people up so that they can have hope, so that they can have the fruit of the spirit that they already have. But they put it on the shelf. It's like the Holy Ghost. People want, want to use the Holy Ghost when they want to use the Holy Ghost. They, they, they put it on the shelf today, pick it up tomorrow, and think that it's going to work. No. But he's a constant presence. Constant presence. And the Bible says build up your most holy faith by praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Wow. So you got to let the Holy Ghost do what it does best. For those of you who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Waldau. We have here with us Pastor Bill Kearney, Senior Pastor of Covenant Ministries here in York, Pennsylvania, Covenant Family Ministries, and also the uh, President of the Black Ministers Association here in in York, Pennsylvania. We're having a very great conversation uh, uh, about depression and overcoming. We've had some technical difficulties, but I think uh, we, we went old school. We went old school. Old school. We're just using what we use. Old to have school always works. That we always works. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're so grateful to have you uh, dialed in with us on tonight. Listen, we got some information from our executive director, uh, producer, rather. Uh, the conversation is going so well, we're going to go to 930. Usually we will 
close out about 9 o'clock, but uh, we're going to go on to 9.30 tonight. Uh, we got the go-ahead from Chicago. Amen. So, uh, Pastor, is that okay with you? Man, I'm, All right. Amen. You got another half hour with yeah, us to I'm continue this conversation, man. Uh, we're just thankful to God. Uh, you, you're dropping some nuggets, man. You're dropping some nuggets. Someone dropped nuggets in my life. And, 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 I, and if we're conscious of, of, of what God is saying and what God is doing and how we're being led, we, gotta be, we, we, we have to be mindful that God is always speaking. God, is always, God always has a word for us, nuggets. We need to be able to be in a place Dr. Walter, to know what is of God and what is not of God. Eat the meat and throw the bones away. Get the bones out. Yes, sir, man. That's that's words to the wise. Yes, yes sir. sir. Eat the meat, throw the bones away. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. This is Suffering in Silence. Uh, built on the, this conversation comes on the backside of a book that we wrote, Suffering in Silence, uh, The Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression, a uh, five-year journey of uh, fighting and battling the struggle of, of, of pulpit depression. And I want you to know that silence is not your friend. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can do Hallelujah. when you are struggling with depression is to keep your mouth shut. Oh, my. The Word of God tells us that we are overcome oh by the Word of our testimony oh and by the blood of the Lamb. So you've got to find someone. You've got to speak. You've got to, the longer you stay silent, the more control the spirit of depression has over your life. So we're, we're excited tonight to have this conversation. We're going to go another half hour on the other side of 9 o'clock uh, here on the Eastern Seaboard, uh, uh, 8 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time, and we're just going to continue this conversation about overcoming depression. Uh, Pastor, I know you're a family man. Uh, Let me comment on that. Yes, sir. Silence before we, we move on. By, by all means. By all means, Pastor. Wow, wow, wow. You, you said a mouthful there, Dr. Dr. Walter. Because uh, I've, I've been, uh, as I told you earlier in the, in the conversation in the very beginning, I'm, a, I'm an evangelist at heart. I love to reach people. I love to talk to people about Jesus. I love to spread the good news I, because I'm, I'm, I know what God can do when people hear the gospel. The gospel is the way of life, and uh, I, don't, I don't force the gospel on no one. I wait to be, I wait and I look and I see and see what the Holy Spirit is doing when I'm witnessing because if you're going to to witness to somebody and the Holy Ghost hasn't prepared the heart to receive it, you're wasting your time. I have learned this this process through a great evangelist and I'll mention his name here. His name was Evangelist Bill Fay. He had he has a process about sharing Jesus without fear. Sometimes we allow opportunities to pass us by when God is, the Holy Spirit is saying, you need to open up your mouth and say something to that person because their heart is open to receive the gospel. You said it. The sin is in the silence. Whenever keep our mouth closed and don't say something to the glory of God, it's like sinning. God has directed us to open up our mouth. The devil want to keep our mouth closed. He don't want us to say anything, especially when you're depressed. He don't want you confessing that Jesus is Lord. 
He don't want you confessing to yourself and opening up your mouth, praising God and, and giving God glory. No. And affirming. And affirming that who you are in Christ Jesus. He wants you to wallow in the sin because all unrighteousness is sin. And when you're, you're keeping it silent, you're, 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 it's like you're sinning. Bill Faye, Evangelist Bill Faye said, said this here. He said that, even when, when, and I use this here all the time, man, when I witness it. Even if you say something off the wall, and the Holy Ghost, because it's the Holy Ghost that's leading, even if you say something on a natural that's off the wall, the Holy Ghost can use it. The Holy Ghost, because it's the one that is, that is leading people to, to salvation. It's not you. You're just a vehicle. Right. You're just opening up your mouth and sharing what God is asking you to share with that person because God is, has prepared the heart. Now, if the heart is not open, as I stated earlier, to receive what you're saying, then it's just a waste of time. You may get into arguing, and you're not to argue the word of God. You right. may get into get into somebody's standoffish, uh, cold, not receptive, and 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 again, God can use all that, but that's not the that's not how God prepares a person to go about to share the, the good news in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So silence is key, man. That, that's good. That's good stuff, man. And uh, for those who are listening, I, I want to just talk about confession because. A lot of times people feel that confession means going, telling somebody your business and, you know, uh, uh, sharing the intimate yeah. intricacies of whatever you've done. Yeah. When the Bible talks about confession, it's talking about agreeing with God. Yeah. That, that's what confession. So when, when you hear us talking about confession on this broadcast, we're not telling you to go find somebody and, and tell everybody and tell them what you did, who you did it with, how long you did it, no. where you did it. That, that's irrelevant. Uh, confession simply means this. God says this about this, or God says this about that, and I agree with God on what he said about this or about that. And so confession simply means to, to agree with God, that when we are confronted with the word of God, uh, and, and, and that word may contradict or, or cut or convict us, we, we agree with God. Yeah. And, and and ask God to forgive us and cleanse us, uh, which is a byproduct of confession. If we confess our sins, agree with God about our sins, He's faithful and just to cleanse us from our sins and all and all unrighteousness. If we agree with God about depression, if we agree with God about deception, yeah. if we agree with God about being bound, yeah. if we agree with God about these things, yeah. God will do the rest. Do the rest, yeah. But we have to acknowledge and agree and agree that that we need God's help. Man, this is a great conversation. I'm yeah. really enjoying this tonight, man. Um, and 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 you talked about uh, the, the the sin is in the silence. Yeah. Uh, Doc, why do you feel that so many people are suffering in silence? Uh, it goes back to they they don't know who they are in Christ. First of all, you know, we get in a place, and then it's all about about me, myself, and I, we're looking at, at ourselves. Well, this walk, this way of life is not about yourself. It's about a life of serving. It's about a life of sacrifice. It's a life of giving of yourself all the time, not sometimes. We lose that. 
we lose that train of thought. And then when we get caught up, caught up and look at ourselves and want to look at ourselves, then we allow that spirit of depression, spirit of oppression, okay. those spirits that come to kill, steal, and destroy to bind us. Do you think that many people don't recognize they are unaware that maybe these are emotional issues and they don't discern that these are spiritual attacks that 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 I'm at an emotional I'm having an, I'm having an emotional crisis as opposed to I'm under spiritual warfare So now, how, because this, you're absolutely right, the soulless realm, and most believers operate in the soulless, in the soulless realm. We operate with our feelings. With our feelings. We, you know, we lead churches. We're offended. We lead ministries. We're offended about everything. Every, anything and everything offends us uh, because we're not operating above the freight. Help us, Lord. You're not, you, you have to rise above the emotion. Help us, Lord. And, and operate in the spirit um, all the time now, every, every day. This has to be a daily. This has to be a daily thing, man. Not just on Sunday. No, every day we're we're confronted with an opportunity to allow the adversary to bound us up and us to walk in the flesh to satisfy the flesh. I'm telling you, Larry, it's about me, myself, and I today. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not muted. Yeah, it's about me, myself, and I. People want to know what can the church do for me, then what can I do for the kingdom? Wow. It's, we've gotten away from Jesus came to serve, man. Yes, sir. We've gotten away from that mentality, man, that we need to be servers one to another. And listen, especially those in the household of faith, we treat people in the church worse than we treat people on the street. Wow. Wow. So so in the body of Christ, we've become emotion-driven. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, 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 that's my it's all about me. About me, myself, and I. Yeah. yeah. Not about my brother or my sister or the ministry. Or the ministry. Or Christ. Or Christ. Although we say it. Come on. Form we, of godliness. We, we, we say it all the time. Yeah. Form of godliness. We, we testify, you know, I, I'm not doing this to me. I'm, I'm doing it you know, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. So are you saying those are just cliches? Come on, sir. We've learned 
play church. We're not keeping it 100. You said it last week, man. And the, and the world sees it. Do you think that's adding to the depression? That the world is seeing the church in a, in a, in a spiritual decline? And, and the, the light that we are supposed to have in darkness is dimming? And now the world seems hopeless because the light is not as bright as it used to be? And you wonder why people don't want to come to church. Why? Why would I want to come to some place? I'm already in this place. Why should I hook up or be a part of of something that is not doing what it's supposed to be doing? Listen, we're not a light. Our light has been dimmed. It's like we have hid our light under a bushel. So the fact of the matter is, man, we have to be we have to become the church again. And that's all said in love, man. If our love walk is off, brother, faith ain't working. If our love walk is off, your peace is disturbed. Talking about having joy, your love walk off, you ain't loving yourself, you ain't loving nobody, you ain't loving God. Starts with love. Starts with love. The fruit of the spirit. Love, then joy, joy then peace, peace, then long suffering. Everything else. The evidence. Yes, sir. But there has to be agape. Yes, sir. Not eros, not filio, not storage. Unconditional, unconditional love. Unqualified, unmerited love. Wow, we're having a good conversation. This is your host, Dr. Larry Walthire. Uh got with us here tonight, suffering in silence. We're talking with Pastor Bill Kearney, he's senior pastor of Covenant Family Ministries, and the uh, uh, president of the uh, Black Ministers Association here in York, Pennsylvania. If you're interested in having your con- having your voice be a part of this conversation, uh, dial in at 302, area code 302, 202-1110, 302-202-1110, access code 538-661. And we would love to have your voice if you would like to dial in and be a part of this conversation. Uh, Pastor, you you have dropped some great nuggets on tonight in terms of uh, really understanding um, the 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 crisis um, that the world is in politically. That the political climate is very toxic. Yeah. Um, the social climate toxic. Yeah. The spiritual climate, there's a spiritual decline, yeah. across, you know, particularly in this country, uh, that has become toxic to the social fabric of, of, our, of, our, of our nation, our democracy. Uh, family, toxic. toxic. Um, there, there are so many toxins in, in the fabric of this nation. How do we interject? Uh, you, you, because for every... Uh, for every Virus, you gotta have an antivirus. Yes, sir. You gotta have something to combat the virus, or yeah. you die. Yeah. We know that the Holy Spirit, that love, joy, peace, that that is the antivirus. You know that love conquers hate. Um, how do we interject agape love? Yeah. In a loveless society. Yeah. Here's. <laughs> I've seen it, and I can speak on on experience from this. We say we're we're born again. We say we're Christians. We're full of love. We love we love in the church, 
We love one another in the church, but when we get home, we're meaner than a junkyard dog. No, 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 Pastor. Yeah, man. No, no. So how you're not we... talking about you're not talking about the body of Christ, not uh, kingdomites. Got to. Not the kingdomites. I gotta speak truths, man. Come on. The truth will make us free. Come on. The bottom line is, man, we gotta leave our love light on at all times. People, listen, listen. Communities in the crisis. Families are in crisis. The state, the nations is in a crisis. We have the answer. That answer is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is love. And if we're not letting the love shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost all the time, not just some of the time. Listen, listen. And I'm, just, I'm not saying this to brag or, or, or in pride of any kind of way. But I live my life for God everywhere I go. At work, they call me Brother Bill. Because they know I'm born again. They know I'm a pastor. They know I'm saved. Why do you think they still got me working? When I, I'm semi-retired, when I retired, why do you think they still have me come in two, three days a week? Because I bring something with me other than my knowledge, my knowledge of, of the of discipline of equal opportunity. I'm a civil rights activist at heart. I love righting wrongs, and I love... God loves, and that's people. And he doesn't desire for any of his people to suffer. Right. So at work, they call everybody else by their name. They call me Brother Bill because I let my light shine no matter where I'm at, man. So it makes a difference. I'm telling you it makes a difference. People have an expectation and because I'm called and because I recognize that call, I have a standard. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to sin. I'm just, I'm just being blind. I'm just being transparent with you today. I'm scared. I, I don't know what would happen to me, man. Once I got saved, once I got, and I'm not perfect, I miss it. But I'm scared, man. I'm scared to. To, to nail Jesus back up on the cross. So, you, so you're, you're not saying that you don't sin. Oh, what you're saying is that you're living a life striving, striving for what is right. Yeah, to do what is right, man. Wow. All the time. Striving for perfection. Yeah. My wife will tell you. She'll, tell you, she, she'll let you know. That's my, my biggest critic. She knows my flaws. She knows my, 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 she knows my good, good points. She knows my bad points. And we bounce these off of one another. That's what keeps us in balance. That's what keeps our, our been married for 33 years, going on my 34th year. Man, congratulations. Thank huh? you, man. Congratulations, man. July 20, 27. What you say? We'll be 34 years, brother. 722. Yes, sir. Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Praise so my name. wife, my wife keeps me in check. You said about accountability? That's my 
greatest accountability. When my wife is, is off, when I'm off, my wife is off. So I know that means that I'm off because as head of the head of the house, God has given the vision to, and the wife is to help fulfill the provision, the vision that is put in me as a help me. And if I'm off, she's going to be off. For those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthar. We have here with us uh, Pastor Bill Kearney. He's the senior pastor of Covenant Family Ministry uh, and also the uh, president of the Black Ministers Association here in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, and we're just having a candid conversation about uh, overcoming depression, uh, that if you are fighting depression, struggling against depression, uh, struggling against it, um, um, grappling, however you want to say it, uh, I want to say again, un- unemphatically, that silence is not your friend. Uh, suffering and silence will not get you out of depression. It will keep you in depression. And so we're having a, a candid conversation. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes, so we have to speak those things, decree yes, those things, declare those things, affirm those things, that God is God. I am fearfully and wonderfully named, yes. and no weapon yes. formed against me shall prosper. Listen, if you are if you are a survivor of depression, we would love to hear your voice. Call us at 302-202-1110, uh, access code 538-661. If you are a survivor of depression, we would love to hear your story. Uh, hear your voice. If you are struggling against depression yeah. uh, and you would like to have some personal uh, conversation uh, about what you're going through, mm-hmm. listen, we're here not just to hear you, but to lead you to a place of healing and yeah. wholeness. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. This is Suffering in Silence. And we have with us Pastor Bill Kearney, Senior Pastor of uh, Covenant Family Ministries here in York, Pennsylvania, as well as President of the Black Ministers Association. Uh, Pastor, talk a little bit. we got about 15 minutes um, um, left on our broadcast. Uh, talk a little bit about some of the things that your ministry is doing here in York uh, to make a difference. Uh, maybe some of the ministries that you may have to deal with depression or uh, some of the social ills, the, the, the inequities, inequalities that we see systemically that many times lead people yeah. to a place of hopelessness and despair. Yeah. Uh, we're a small ministry at this point, uh, Larry. We're not really big. We're not big as shallow Baptist Oh, church man, don't here. talk about that, man, in, in your PA. But uh, we, the Lord gave us this name. The Lord spoke to me clearly about naming the ministry. We came from, uh, again, this is a testimony to the glory of God. Uh, we used to, when I mentioned my father in the gospel, uh, Apostle C.L. Woods. It was his ministry. We served him for 23, 24 years under his ministry, uh, promoted from uh, elder uh, to pastor, um, and, and we became full-time pastors in about 2006, still under the covering of Carice Cathedral. Uh, that was the name of the church that we we ministered under, that we that we fellowship with, and that we 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 build our foundation on. So we served for 23 years, man. There was other pastors there, but uh, we became the lead pastors at around 2013. But we were pastoring from about 2006 as as pastors in the church when. Apostle Woods decided to 
that he wasn't going to pastor in York anymore, that his time, his season was up here in York. He turned the whole ministry over to myself and co-pastor Georgetta. We rebranded, that was in 2013. We rebranded the church in 2015. We heard from the Lord. We went before the Lord. Lord, what do you want us to do? He said, rename the church. It's the first thing. So we, I said, well, what, what do we name it? Where do I get the vision? Well, you got to give me a vision. So he, he, this word covenant, covenant just kept coming up. Covenant. And us being a family ministry, a family ministry because our families serve the Lord. My daughters have are, are, are in the arts. They have a Christian mind ministry that they have been ministering since they were in second grade over 20 years as a, a Christian mind ministry called uh, a One Accord Mind Ministry, an anointed mind ministry my, my. called for all over the all over the United States. They have ministered outside of the United States and Canada and have been have been ministering the gospel in mind for years. So we have a family ministry. They're tied into the arts there. They they sing. Matter of fact, my daughter, uh, Krista, as you well know, is the director of our uh, BMA, uh, BMA, BMA of choir. our unity choir. Yes, the BMA unity choir. My other daughter uh, is the business manager of the BMA unity choir. So I said, Lord, what what do you want us to do? Covenant Family Ministries. And what that means is that we minister to the whole family. Amen. We want to minister. We want to reach out into into the community. We want to attract the whole family. Praise his name. We, we just don't want the wife coming to church. We want the wife, the husband, the children, the uncles, the grandfathers, the grandparents to come to the church. We got families in our ministry Amen. come and hear the gospel. Now, if, if someone listening wanted to reach out to Covenant Family Ministries, you have social media, website, yes. Facebook, the phone number? Yes. We have Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Covenant Family Ministries uh, Facebook page. We don't have a website at this, at this point in time. Uh, our telephone number is 717-480. 717-480-7148. And that's the number to the church. That's the number to the church. Our, our office email address is office at cfmyork.org. I'll repeat that. Office at cfmyork.org. Dot org. We're called Covenant Family Ministries. Amen. Doc, thank you so much for this conversation. We're going to prepare for landing this plane. Uh, any, any, anybody will tell you. Anytime you go on a journey, you gotta one. You gotta at some point land the plane. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank you, God. Uh, thank you, Doc, for uh, uh, taking the time to come around and 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 and, and share with us uh, your story. Uh, share with us uh, just your passion. Uh, and giving us uh, these nuggets tonight in this conversation. We're going to ask you to close us out in prayer. Uh, but for those who are interested 
uh, uh, and reaching out uh, for the book, Suffering in Silence, A Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, go to Amazon, type in my name, Larry, uh, Dr. Larry T. Walfire. Uh, uh, and go to my Amazon page, and the book will show up there. Uh, it is available on hard copy as well as um, PDF. Uh, just uh, choose the option and follow the prompts. Also, you can go to our website, drltwm.org, drltwm.org. Go to the bookstore, and there you will find uh, the option, uh, hard copy or PDF, and uh, choose the option, and you, you will be allowed to purchase the book or to download the book uh, to your device. You can also go to GMAP1. Uh, dot com. Go to the bookstore on GMAP1, and you can find it there. Stroll to the books. Look for the book with the blue cover and the white uh, letter, Suffering in Silence, The Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression, and you can you can find it there. Finally, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Dr. Larry T. Walter Ministries. Uh, click the blue button. Uh, it will take you to a uh, bookstore site, and you can download it to your mobile device, or you can order it uh, uh, from there. Thank you again for uh, joining us on tonight. I am your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, and this is Suffering in Silence uh, here in York, Pennsylvania, to my brother from another mother, uh, Dr. Kevin Strouder, our executive producer. Thank you so much for your uh, patience, your platform, and your preaching voice to this epidemic uh, and giving us this space. Final thoughts, closing prayer, Pastor Kearney. Dr. Walthour, thank you so much for the opportunity to fellowship with you tonight and to be able to be in God's presence. Surely, surely the Lord was in this place. And it's just, it's powerful when we see the word in operation where two or three are gathered in my name. He said he would be in the midst. And truly God was here tonight. We hope the hearers was therefore blessed by the conversation, the transparent conversation, the real conversation that we've had about depression, about bondage, about suffering, uh, uh, about the kingdom of God, and, and what God can really do in a person's life when they really get hold of who Jesus is in their life. I love it, man. And you you made a believer out of me tonight. (laughs) No, man. You dropped some nuggets, Doc, and they'll do me the rest of my life. We're going to have you give us our closing prayer, and then we'll close out and let uh, the next, uh, up up next, uh, we got some music by listeners. Amen. God bless you. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Gracious and holy Father, we come to you tonight, just first of all, in the spirit of thanksgiving. We thank you, Lord, for our life, our strength, and our health tonight. Thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy that you have shown towards us. But most importantly, Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. You're a faithful God. You said that you would never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us tonight. God, now as we leave this place, but not your presence, we'll be careful to give you glory careful to give you praise in all that we do and all that we say. Father, we pray for all the pastors in the York City and the York County area. We we pray for them tonight. We supplicate. We 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 cover them 
with the word of God tonight, Father. Your word is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Mm. And we just thank you right now for your love that is that is given to us. Thank you, Father, for knitting our hearts together as one. Father, thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing throughout the BMA. We pray a special prayer for Bishop Scott tonight, Carl Scott. We pray a, a special prayer for Bishop-elect Anthony Cease. We pray a special prayer for Pastor Aaron Wilford. We pray a special prayer for uh, Pastor Mel, Dr. Melvin Baver. My God. We just lift these pastors up tonight. We pray for Pastor Victor Correa. We pray for Pastor Jim Tyson. We pray for Pastor Eric Swanson. We pray for Pastor Reginald Hunter. We pray for uh, uh, Pastor uh, and, and, and Reverend uh, Michael Jefferson, and we pray for the entire, the entire BMA Executive Committee. Thank you, Lord, for us working together. Thank you for covering. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We pray for Pastor Ramona Kiner. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for her. We pray for uh, Pastor Miriam Correa. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for her. We pray for Pastor Oscar Rossum. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for covering them tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we ask these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Once again, this is Suffering in Silence. You've been listening to your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, live and in charge here with Pastor Bill Kearney, Senior Pastor of Covenant Family Ministries, President of the Black Minister Association, North Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Until then, be blessed.